Let's open with prayer. My Heavenly Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace on this message. Father, I thank you for a spirit of grace. I thank you, Father. I thank you that you open our eyes, that we can see, that you open our hearts, that we can hear, or that we can attend to those things which are spoken, that you open our ears, that we can hear. Father, turn us from darkness to light, from the power of Satan and you, so that we can be your children. Father, I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. One of my favorite testimonies of Smith Wigglesworth was he was dealing with a young man who the doctor said would not live through the day. He had a terrible heart condition. He couldn't even roll over. The parents had to take care of him and not move him, lift him up with a sheet, that kind of thing. And Smith showed up at the house. He did not know them. God sent him. I love this. He went to the parents. He said, I need you to get the boy's uh, suit, and I need you to take it out, and I need you to put it in front of the fire because it was cold, it was damp, the suit needed to be dried out, and the parents wouldn't do it. They expected their son to die. But their son had written, had someone write a letter to Smith for him because he had faith that with Smith he could come out of his condition. So Smith kind of yelled at him and he said, you know, I can't, about this doubt and unbelief in this house. And so they did, they took the suit out and Smith took it into the boy's room and he shut the door. He didn't need that doubt. And he started praying. And he, the young man, he, I, I love what he said to the young man. He said, God has showed me that I'm going to lay my hands on you. And you're going to be shaken. And the room's going to be shaken. And I'm not going to do anything but let God do his work. And the moment that Smith laid his hands on the young man, Smith fell to the floor, out of it. He said he couldn't remember anything except 15 minutes later, he heard the bed shake. The young man shook. And he saw the young man stand up, or saw him, walking over him and saying, for thy glory, Lord. For thy glory, Lord. The young man became a minister. He was totally healed. You know, when I was, when, when God delivered me of that spirit of insanity, and it was more than one spirit, there was terror, there was other things involved, and it was in my family. My father made a reference to our family once, uh, kind of rolled his eyes, and he said, our family tree is a nut tree. He said, it's got a bunch of nuts in it. Well, that came down, that, that insanity was passed down, thank you, and I, I got it too. And you know, when God came and God delivered me, I, I've shared before that I stood in my bedroom and I said, how long are you going to leave the wicked forsaken? Because I realized my reality was starting to slip. And God didn't do anything that night, but Sunday morning, I was sitting right over here. And the Spirit of God came on me. The Spirit of God came on me. And I didn't scream. I didn't, I didn't writhe on the floor. I just shook. But I was able to stand. Amen. And I shook for about 15, 20 minutes. Just shook. 
So there are some of you that have, have messaged me and talked to me and called me and spoke to me and said, I'm shaken. Amen. Amen. Let it shake. Honey, let it shake. Let it shake. Jesus or the Father said, everything's going to be shaken that can be shaken. Let it shake right out of you. There was another instance where Dole came to our house. And he, we were having the Bible studies then, the home Bible studies. And Dole came to one of ours. And he spoke. And, and then most of them left. And I sat and I talked to Dole for just a little bit. You know, the conversations between Dole and I in the last, the, those first 30 years... Uh, or about 20-some years, were, were, were very far between. I probably spoke to Dole maybe five times in my 30 years, 34 years before I moved to Plano. He did not know me very well, but God did. And he spoke to me that night, and I talked to him about some issues. And Dole said, you know, you're doing great, Kathy. Keep going. He left. I shook. I sat on that couch. Everybody went to bed. I shook, and I really shook until about 3 a.m., just shook. Couldn't stop it. Didn't want to stop it. Didn't want to stop it. I knew it was God's hand on me. And I knew things were changing. And I shook to about 3 a.m. It decided enough that I could go to bed. Things changed after that day. Let it shake. Let it shake. The power of God is showing up here like it needs to. And it's going to be in much greater abundance, says Jesus. Now, if you will go with me to how we get that power to work. I want to share with you some things today, and then we're going to pray. Doyle and I are going to pray for you. It says, uh, Ephesians 1, 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, this is Paul speaking, the Father of glory, may give unto you, and this is what he's praying for all of us, give unto you the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, and the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation. You know, I never could understand why this person could minister the power of God and this one could not. Revelation. It doesn't work in the head. You can have all the head knowledge. You can have the Bible memorized and it won't do you any good. It has to have the revelation down here. It has to have that inner knowing what that scripture means and the power of it in your heart. It is a wonderful thing when that revelation comes. It is a beautiful thing. I love, I, I, I don't know what, I, I don't know how to describe it, but I, but I eat on it for days when God gives me revelation. It satisfies me. It makes me happy. It's better than having a good meal. You can keep it with you. And then if it starts to subside, I'm looking for the next revelation. Because I'm still hungry. I will always be hungry. Are you going to be hungry? Are you going to be hungry and thirsty, saith the Lord? Are you going to be hungry and thirsty after my word, after my spirit, saith the Lord? Because you know what I do to the hungry and the thirsty? I feed them. I feed them righteousness. I feed them justification. I feed them power. I feed them love. I feed them a sound mind. 
I feed them and I give them drink. Come unto me, saith Jesus, all you that are hungry and thirsty, and drink of me and eat of me and watch my power work in you and watch your problems be overcome with victory, saith the Lord. Amen. Now, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The knowledge of him. How are we going to get knowledge of God and Jesus? We're going to read. You've got to read that word of God. You know there were men, men 400 and 500 years ago that gave their lives that you could read the word of God, that you could have it in your home, that you could have it in your lap and not be in prison. They gave their lives lives so we could read this word of God. Jesus sent him to do just that. It says the eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your understanding, not your head, the eyes of your understanding, they're down here, they're down here with the spirit, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Well, what happens when you have that spirit of wisdom? What happens when you have that revelation of the knowledge of him? What happens when you got that knowledge in your heart, in your heart? That comes from reading the Word of God, listening to it out loud. How many people have said, you've got to read the Word of God out loud. Out loud. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. And that Word of God in, in, in Romans is the gospel. It says that you may know what is the hope of his calling. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Did you know you have riches of the glory of the inheritance? Did you know Jesus bought that for you? Do you know you have an inheritance? Well, how are you going to know that you have it? You're going to get that word out loud and you're going to read it out loud. You're not going to go by your feelings. You're not going to go by your dreams. You're going to go by the word of God. You're going to go by the word of God. It's the word of God that lasts forever. It's the word of God that is the anchor of the soul. It is the word of God that cannot be broken. Some of the dreams we have are not the spirit of God. Some of the feelings that we have are not the spirit of God. Some of the voices that we hear are not the spirit of God. How are you going to know if they are or not? You're going to have the word in your heart. You're going to have to read that word. And it is now more important than ever. Amen. Now verse 19. Well, let's go back and read 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. That's for us. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? The exceeding greatness of his power to usward to usward you look that word up it's a preposition a preposition could mean for usward to usward by usward it says to usward who believe who believe did you know that the exceeding greatness of that power is to us word who believe who believe 
who have that revelation of that gospel in our hearts, who believe. That power is for us who believe. It's time to believe. God is encouraging us, exhorting us to believe because that power is for us. The same power that raised a dead man with every disease on it, went to hell with every sin on him. That's the power that raised him from the dead. That's the power that healed that body of cancer. That is the power that healed that body of of being handicapped. That is the power that put Jesus back together when every bone was out of joint. That is the power that forgave every sin that took away death. Took it away. That power is for us. That power is for us who believe. That same power, the same power that parted the Red Sea, the Father did it with his power. That power is available for us. Oh, there should be no fear. There should be no fear. The Lord just said earlier, if you're hungry and you're thirsty, you'll be fed. All right? Now, it's, um, now I'm going to say, verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him in his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, if you will go with me to Hebrews 9. I want to show us that what is necessary for us to have that power work in us. It says we believe it. We have to believe it. I want to show you that your ransom, the ransom, what it was going to take to get rid of all the sin that you have committed, to get rid of all the sin that your parents have committed, to get rid of the sins that your grandparents have created, to get rid of the sin that your great-grandparents caused you to suffer for. That power, that power, that ransom was paid when Jesus was raised from the dead. Your ransom was paid. What it's going to take to get you healed, what it's going to take to get you delivered is was paid in the ransom that Jesus paid. And you know what's so wonderful about him paying the ransom? The father received it. He received that payment. Jesus paid our ransom. He paid to hell for our ransom. Let's read it. Verse Hebrews 9, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. It says, but Jesus Jesus being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle. A greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, Jesus' blood. By his own blood, he entered in once into that holy place in heaven. He walked in to the holiest of holies in heaven. Being raised from the dead. When he was raised, you remember, he told Mary, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I got one more job to do. I've got to go to the Father. 
And what was he doing? It says, but by his own blood, he brought his own blood. Did you hear that? He bought his own blood, entered into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. There is where your ransom was paid. There is where your ransom was paid. Jesus walked in. That word redemption means ransom. Jesus walked into the holiest of holies and that blood covered you and it covered me. It redeemed us. It was our ransom and it was paid. That ransom was so paid that no sickness can stay in our bodies any longer. Why? The ransom was paid. That sickness cannot remain in your body any longer. The ransom was paid. The ransom was paid. That insanity cannot remain in your body. If you will believe, if you will believe that that insanity cannot remain in your body anymore, the ransom has been paid. And not only has the ransom been paid, but the ransom was received by the Father. He accepted it. Your ransom was not only paid, it was received and accepted of God. So what is between me and my healing? What is between me and my deliverance? Nothing more than believing. Nothing more than faith. Nothing more than your faith. And you know what's wonderful? Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Does much more abound. You don't know how I got in this mess. Grace does much more abound. It moves with that ransom. That ransom was paid for you when you were at your worst. That ransom was paid for you when you were in deep, deep, deep sin. That ransom was paid. And not only was that ransom paid for you when you were deep, deep in sin. Deep, deep in being in bondage. Not only was that ransom paid then, but that's when the Father received it. That's when the Father received the payment for it. That's when the Father received the payment of the ransom. Is when you were at your worst. So how do we get it? We believe. We believe. And we believe together. You know the nice thing is, Dole and I are going to pray for you. We're going to join our faith with you. There is some out there that have some of this insanity in them. And I'm going to pray right now with Dole joining me. And we're going to get you set free. I am not afraid of that spirit at all. It's not near as bad as it likes to think it is. It's nothing but a devil. It is nothing but a devil. And Jesus overcame it when he was raised from the dead. Not only did he overcome hell. Not only did he overcome death. Not only did he overcome 
the, the Hades, he overcame every devil that couldn't touch him anymore. Why? He had no death. He had no sin. He was justified in the spirit, just like the, uh, the Apostle Paul said. The devil couldn't hold him anymore. He had to let him go. Well, your ransom has been paid, and the Father has received it. The only thing missing is we've got to believe it and pray. So in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus who paid the ransom, in the name of Jesus, I command this spirit of insanity to come out. I command this spirit of insanity to come out. I command, oh yes you are, I command this spirit of insanity to come out. The ransom has been paid. The blood has been shed. You have to come out in the name of Jesus. I command this spirit of insanity to come out in the name of Jesus. I command this spirit of insanity to come out in the name of Jesus. I command, yes, I command this spirit to come out in the name of Jesus. You're right, I can't do this, but Jesus in me can. I command this devil in the name of Jesus to come out. I command this devil in the name of Jesus to come out. I command this devil in the name of Jesus to come out. I command this devil in the name of Jesus to come out. I command. Let me hear from you. Email me at the letters kd at kdwol.com. That's kd, Kathy Davidson, at kdwol.com. And visit my website to listen to the messages again or to download them free of charge at kdwol.com. Until next time, God bless.